everyone. Welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, TVTPFL. It's Monday. It is May 10th. It's 2021, and we have six games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Jesus Good, Dave Potts. What's happening, my friend? Hey, happy uh, second week of May already. Um, we, are, we are flying. What a thrilling group of pitchers we have going on tonight. I figured you'd be super excited um, when I opened up this slate and I was researching it um, about an hour or so ago. I was like, oh, man, like Mr. Potts is going to love this slate. Um, so I'm sure like I knew you were going to be excited. We got cores. We got an open in situation in Miami. And um, yeah, should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Now, uh, as, as people know, we record this pretty far ahead of time. So there's things we don't know. I'm just going to make the slate way more exciting right off the bat and tell you that so today I called my mom, of course, it was Mother's Day uh, on Sunday, and, you know, she lives in Denver. She was like, well, we're just getting ready for the rain tomorrow and maybe the snow. So I pulled up uh, a website uh, that uh, has weather in the title, and I don't, know if, I don't know if we have a game in course or not, is all I can say about it at this point. It's supposed to be in the low 30s um, with a lot of rain throughout the day, and, um, you know, Maybe that rain turns into snow and we don't get cores on this slate. I'd be perfectly okay not having cores on this slate. Yeah, honestly, like, I really kind of am rooting for that. Like, it's such a – it throws such a wrench into everything, like, with how chalky the Padres would be in this game. So, anyway, that's just something to keep in mind. Uh, obviously, we'll, we'll know more as the day moves on. Yes, we recorded the night before. If you haven't listened before, welcome. Um, if you have listened – Thanks for coming back, and we appreciate it. We are presented by Superdraft.com. If you haven't checked them out, sign up using promo code GRINDERS for a $50 instant deposit alongside with the 50% deposit match bonus up to $500 on your first deposit of $50 or more. So deposit $50, get a $50 instant deposit into your account alongside of it, and a 50% match bonus. So make sure you guys are taking advantage of that. Love what they're doing over on Superdraft. The multipliers are just it's a completely different aspect of DFS and a different strategy. So if you're struggling on FanDuel or DraftKings or Yahoo and you need to switch it up, check out SuperDraft. It's way different. So, you know, every once in a while you get in those cold streaks and you, you're like, my process is fine. Well, maybe you just need to switch up the sites you're playing on. I do that a lot. Um, I go back and forth on FanDuel and DraftKings and Yahoo all the time, uh, whatever site I'm kind of running. And I feel like getting the best roster construction. So make sure you guys are checking out um, Super Draft. And um, yeah, like I said, love what they're doing. We'll have our Super Draft play of the day. It is a very clear cut play of the day today. So we'll get into that when we get there. But we start here on the six game slate. One thing to note, this is a 635 Eastern lock today with the Cincinnati and Pittsburgh game, you know, starting a little bit earlier than usual. Um, it's an eight and a half total. Cincinnati's a 139 favorite. We got Molly and Miller. Uh, Keller, not Miller, facing off against each other. Um, let's get started here with Tyler Molly. He's 9,400, and he's probably the second most talented pitcher on the slate. Um, Dave, what are we doing with Molly here? Uh, yeah, so we run into this thing right away where there's there's kind of no pitchers, but there's kind of, you know, like if you look on DraftKings, Tyler Molly, Alex Wood up there up top, I, you know, Molly is the highest strikeout pitcher on this slate. Like if we just kind of say off the bat, Denilson Lamette is pitching cores and limited. So I'm not really talking about him when I say highest strikeout pitcher, he certainly belongs there, but 
Um, you know, Molly's the only guy on this slate that's really a 30% strikeout pitcher. Um, it comes with all sorts of other problems. I mean, he's not consistent, gives up power, or sometimes the walks are there, sometimes they're not. I mean, this Pittsburgh team, they were one of the weakest teams to begin with, and then they're without probably their three best hitters right now. Um, I think Molly's my favorite pitcher on this slate, and I say that not because I love him, but, you know, he, he does have talent. He gets strikeouts, and he's facing Pittsburgh. So I am I am on board with, with Tyler. I mean, the matchup is fantastic. You look at this team since the beginning of, you know, last season against right-handed pitching, and it's probably by far the worst lineup in baseball. You know, the lineup that they rolled out on Sunday was just – it was it was awful. Um, the highest ISO in the lineup that they had out on Sunday was 158. Um, the highest WOBA was 323. And this isn't the Pittsburgh team that doesn't strike out. Like, these guys strike out. The bottom of the order strikes out. So, I think Tyler Molly is clearly the best pitcher on the slate. But I think Alex Wood is up there, too. I think, especially in cash games, you're going to try to jam those guys in as much as you can. And Dave, to be honest, I might try to jam these guys in, in tournaments too, because I, I think it's just one of those slates where pitching is what it is. And I'll try to get different with my hitters today because I, I feel like these guys are the clear cut options. Um, the other side of this slate or game, uh, we have Keller, Mitch Keller facing off against Cincinnati. He's had some decent games. He's not pitching deep into games. Um, I think the max he's topped out this season is 83 pitches. Do you have any interest in him in this spot? I mean, I'm going to have a little bit of interest uh, just because he's kind of the first pitcher. Like the next little group after Wood and Molly are still essentially the same price. But, you know, Keller's 6,800 on drafting. So it's at least a useful salary. And, and this guy is all over the map, but he is talented. Like this was a top prospect. He's still kind of expected to get there and he's showing flashes of it. But he's been off just way more than he's been on the last two seasons. Like, some of the worst control we've seen just it it's there one week and the next week it's just totally gone. And he's like walking everybody. Uh, it's not really a great matchup and he's so inconsistent. And like you said, with the pitch count, even if he has one of his good games, it's probably only five innings, maybe six. Um, I'm definitely not going to, to him for any reason other than I need the salary and I'm hoping I don't need it too much. Yeah, I think he's playable. Um, but I, I think that it's more of just it, this game's in Pittsburgh. And, you know, if this game was in Cincinnati, I think I'd have a lot less interest in Keller. And if this was a 10 game slate, I probably wouldn't play Keller at all. But it's a six game slate, potentially a five game slate um, with the weather. And, you know, at least like Votto's out of the lineup, that's a tougher bat to get out. And, there are some strikeouts with Castellanos and Suarez and Nyquen um, and like India. Like these guys strike out a little bit. So I think Keller's okay. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't like the Cincinnati bats. I think the Cincinnati bats are definitely in play here. My biggest concern with the Cincinnati bats are just ballpark um, and just like home run upside. What are your thoughts here on the Cincinnati bats? Yeah, I definitely like them. Um, like we're, there's a couple of really obvious offenses and of the less obvious offenses, I would say Cincinnati's probably my favorite. I mean, obviously you'd rather than be playing in Cincinnati, but you know, whoop-de-doo, you got to play 
somebody who's not playing in Colorado. Um, the fact that we've seen Keller just so far off his game with the walks, like this is the guy that can give up, you know, five walks and in three innings and get hit hard. Almost everyone at the top half of the lineup has power. Um, yeah, I like the Reds a lot. Yeah, if this game was in Cincinnati, I think the the Reds would be my favorite stack on the slate. Um, Moustakas is 3.8K. Nyquins, 3.9K. These guys have been hitting the ball really well this season. And you get a cheap catcher with Barnhart at 3.5K, and then you just kind of fit in Castellanos, Winker, and Suarez around those guys. Um, I think Cincinnati is definitely a stack to look at on this slate. Uh, as far as the Pittsburgh bats go, I just I don't have any interest. Like, <laughs> yes. like who do you play? Like, realistically, who do you play? Moran's out, Hayes is out, Reynolds is banged up. Like, this might be a triple A lineup. Yeah, and this is the reason we're just playing Molly, regardless of what you think of Molly. Like, whatever you want to call their best bats aren't even in the lineup, and it's just, yeah, there's there's nothing to do here. I, I have essentially zero interest. Um, yeah, I just like outside of just stacking them just because Molly is going to be popular and to play the game theory route, I guess, but I don't think it's going to work out for you on a slate of this size. If I'm doing 150 lineups, I'm going to have a stack of every single team. Just it's too easy not to, but there, there's no reason to think this team is going to put up a useful score. All right, um, Boston at Baltimore, nine and a half total here. Boston's a 143 favorite. We got Perez and Lopez facing off against each other. Do you have any interest in Perez here? Uh, I sure don't. Like, I, I think there will be people playing him, and I, I get it. Like, he's still a, uh, a kind of okay real-life pitcher most of the time. And when he faces bad teams, we've seen him still be okay. Like the last couple of weeks, he'd had, he's had the Tigers and the Rangers, and he's done you know pretty well, more than a strikeout per inning. But he's not a strikeout per inning guy. Um, and I don't think the Orioles are terrible. I mean, I, I don't think they're as bad as Detroit. Um, and he doesn't really come at enough of a discount. I mean, 7,300, eh, I, think, I think I'll probably play more Mitch Keller than Perez. I think I would agree with you. And like this ballpark, you know, being in Baltimore, a much better hitters ballpark than Pittsburgh too. So um, I'm with you. I think that I would, I, I just, as a Red Sox fan, I'm just not a huge Martin Perez guy. And what is there to like 18% K rate, almost a 10% walk rate. Like you said, he had two really good matchups. He faced Detroit and Texas. Um, and, and just, he's not pitching deep into games either. Like, I think 91 pitches, 92 pitches, 93 pitches, like sealing um, Martin Perez. Yeah. And the good thing is – yeah, go ahead. I I think he's going to get some traction, and if he's even moderately popular, I I definitely don't want to be in on this. No, that's an easy pass. Um, And then Lopez, on the other side of this game, you know, obviously the Red Sox lineup is nothing like it was years ago, but it's still a really solid lineup top to bottom, and Lopez is, again, another guy – with a strikeout rate in like 18% doesn't miss a ton of bats and gives up a lot of hard contact. Like this is another pass spot for me. Oh yeah. And doesn't throw deep. Yeah. The zero interest. They, they hung like six or seven runs on him in the first couple weeks of the season. Um, just everybody was hitting him. So those are the types like of games that, you know, Lopez is really stackable. So, um, 
starting with the Boston Bats, I love this game in general. Like, I like mm-hmm. the bats on both sides of this game. This is a game stack. This is a game that I'm going to try to get as many bats as possible from at first glance. Um, what are your thoughts here on the Red Sox? Yes, totally agree. Um, this is one of those – this game makes me hope the Coors game does go um, because if we lose Coors, we, we end up with a lot of Red Sox ownership. Um, it's still a team I want to play. Um, I will have pretty much all the, the Devers I can fit um, and mostly stacks around him. Uh, Maybe may my favorite offense on the slate overall. Yeah, they're, they're up there. Um, even if course plays, like I, I think they're up there. So um, completely agree with you as far as I kind of want cores to play in really cold weather um, with some potential weather as well that it's just like, all right. Um, but yeah, I like the Red Sox a lot in this spot. The good thing is like a couple of these guys are super expensive, but like Verdugo is 4,100. Um, he's super cheap. Gonzalez should bat lead off here at 3,300 filling up like a second base spot. He's not like a huge power guy, um, but he's a second baseman in, in one of the best spots on the slate. So um, and whoever plays first base for the Red Sox is free on DraftKings with some power. Uh, Chavez yep. and Dahlbeck are like 2,500 or something. Yep. Um, and then on the Baltimore side of things, I like Baltimore in this spot too. Um, again, like I said, I really like this game in general. Um, you get Hayes at 3,800. You get some of these guys like Montcastle at 3,500. Um, what are your thoughts here on Baltimore bets? Yeah, uh, love them for the price. Uh, it's one of those teams you can fit in pretty easily as like if you're trying to do a secondary stack, just, you know, focus on a couple of games. Almost everyone makes makes it really easy to fill out. Only only Mancini's really expensive at all. Um, I love guys like Hayes and Mountcastle who are just they don't cost anything. Michael Franco. Um, yes, I'm very much on board. And this is a team you can stack with Wood and Molly. Uh, without stretching your budget too far. Um, I think that's it. We're both kind of on the same page. We really like this game. Um, definitely stands out. Up next, we got the Angels at the Astros. No total in this game. Um, it sounds like it's going to be Jorge, um, Jorge, Jose Suarez pitching for the Angels. Um, I saw some reports that it could be Alex Cobb too. Um, but he was put on the IL, so it's likely going to be Suarez. And then Garcia pitching for Houston. Um, let's start here with um, Suarez. Do you have any interest in him? Uh, no. I mean, I like the price, obviously, but no, essentially. Um, we, we don't know that what they want to do with him. Like, he's basically stretched out from preseason in the minor. Like, if, if they want him to just kind of be a starter, he can. But um, – in the very little bit we've seen him in the majors, he's just not very good. Um, below average strikeouts, questionable walks, getting hit really hard, and he is lefty against Houston. Um, no. Yeah, I think you nailed it. Lefty against Houston. Like, uh, you added all the other points, and that's always appreciative. But, you know, in, in 2019, we saw him pitch 81 big league innings, and he had a 1.64 uh, whip. Gave up 2.56 home runs per nine um, and just didn't really strike people out. 
We saw him a little bit last season, I think like two innings. Um, but this is a guy that we really haven't seen much of since 2019. And like even looking back at like his AAA numbers, they weren't great. His AA numbers were fantastic, but his AAA numbers weren't good. He has a good changeup. Everything you read about him, good changeup. They're very high on this guy. And, you know, I read some stuff about like his velocity is spiking a little bit. So maybe he goes out and has a good game. But I'm going to take my chances and hope that it doesn't happen. Just knowing that like Houston's going to roll a lineup out there that is probably sub 20% strikeout rate against lefties. And it's, it's probably not going to work out too well for Suarez. So if you're playing 150, maybe to stack Boston and be different, I guess you could potentially look at Suarez, but uh, that's probably the only way. Yeah. A guy who's 5,600 can get, just lucky enough that to be fine uh, in, in multi-entry, but there's no, there's no real reason to like him. Um, what are your thoughts here on Garcia? I am. It seems like he should be a little cheaper, but that just means no one's going to play him. Like to me, I would rather play him with the salary bump than Martin Perez. Like this guy actually might be good. Um, and he hadn't been pitching deep, but they let him go over 90 last time, which is hopeful. Um, he kind of, he jumped straight from single A, so who knows? But he was like almost a 40% strikeout pitcher at single A. So I kind of believe the 28% strikeout, strikeouts we've seen. Um, this is not a good matchup for strikeouts, but it's a pretty good matchup power-wise, depending on what lineup they roll out. Like, So he gives up a couple home runs to the middle of the lineup. And then there's kind of a bunch of easy outs a little later. I like, I think it's, I think he might be a good pitcher and pretty much everyone else in this mid tier, like they're not. Um, so, I mean, I wish he wasn't facing the angels, but got to play someone. So yeah, I'm going to play a little bit of Garcia. I think Garcia is going to be really low owned because I think people will play Kyle Gibson. I think people will play Luke Weaver and we already talked about Molly and wood um, so I think Garcia is just going to be somebody that's like super low on here. And so far from what we've seen from him in pretty small sample size is he's very good against righties. And when you look at this angels lineup in general here, it's like, yeah, you got Otani and Walsh, but all the good hitters outside of those guys are righties. Um, so I don't hate this spot for Garcia. I think he's a really yeah. interesting tournament. Player. And I think it comes a lot. What you say, you said Gibson and Weaver, like, I think Gibson and Weaver will end up being pretty popular too, because like everyone knows their names they're they've been around, they're fine, but I'm certain that Garcia is a more talented pitcher than those two. So I'm, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm definitely interested in the spots. Um, All right. Let's talk bats in this game. What's standing out to you here for the angels? Um, So like, like we just said, um, He's been big splits, Garcia has, and he's a fly ball pitcher. Um, so, yeah, I play some Otani and Walsh. Um, like, obviously, you are always allowed to play Mike Trout anytime for any reason. Um, but basically, Otani and Walsh is pretty much what I'm what I'm looking at. Um, yeah, Otani and Walsh. And, like, if you're going to play those two guys, you're probably throwing in Trout um, because he is the best hitter in baseball and it doesn't matter who the pitcher is. 
Um, let's talk Houston bats here. You know, this is, you know, a somewhat interesting spot because, you know, we don't have a ton of data on Suarez, but everything that we do have on him is he's, he seems very hittable. Um, and this is a team that is going to throw a lot of right-handed bats at him. Um, what are your thoughts here on Houston? Yeah, I love Houston. So I guess this is I, another reason. Maybe it's okay if the Coors game played because it's kind of the same thing with the Red Sox. If everyone's playing Padres, then everyone won't be playing Red Sox and Astros. If you take off the, the Coors Field game, then everyone's playing Astros and Red Sox. Um, I love Bregman, Altuve, Correa, uh, even Gurriel. They're, they're priced up, I would say, appropriately. And so you kind of have to choose what team you're spending up on, which, again, it, it'll be San Diego if that game plays. If it doesn't, I probably lean – Boston slightly ahead of Houston, um, but that's the clear one and two. And I'll probably sprinkle in some huge, like the Houston power bats on their own because Suarez is a guy who's been hit hard and giving up fly balls. Like I would kind of be fine to hunt for home runs with the righties against him. So like, I don't feel like I have to stack these guys. I'll be fine to play Bregman on his own or Correa on his own, whatever. Um, probably rather stack Boston fully and maybe take right-handed power from Houston. Yeah, with Gary L, like the highest price first baseman on the slate, I think he is somebody that could potentially go overlooked in this spot. Um, so I, I really like him as like another guy that you could throw in there, you know, right-handed bat that hits lefties well. He hits a ton of fly balls against left-handed pitching, and his hard hit rate is is okay. Um, you know, he's very hit or miss, so – if Suarez is throwing the ball harder, maybe we get um, the, the good hard hit rate from Gary L. Yeah. Fastballs go farther, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just, oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that to Cardi tomorrow. I'm doing a grinding talk <laughs> with him. So I'm going to say that with him tomorrow. All right. San Diego at Colorado, no total in this game. Um, we have Lamette against Sensatella. We do have weather concerns. Let's just start by do you have any interest in either one of these pitchers? No, zero. Like if, if Lamette was not injured, um, I, I could see playing him on this late, but uh, I mean, 30 pitches and he, he made it two innings before he started losing velocity in his last start. I, I'm totally out. Yeah. Um, it, there's no chance you're paying 8,100 for him. Even no. if he was throwing like 60 or 70 pitches, like if we had a fully stretched out the Nelson Lamette and we knew he was going to throw 80 to 90 to maybe even hundred pitches, I'd have a ton of interest, Dave. I would um, mm -hmm. because I don't think the Rockies are that good. Even at home, it's going to be super cold. If this game plays and the weather holds off, it's still going to be 35 degrees at first pitch and throughout the whole game. Like, it's not great hitting weather. Um, all right, let's talk bats here. If this game does play, you know, we got Sensatella who throws really flat, straight fastballs um, up against the Padres. They're, they're obviously the top stack on the slate if this game goes. Yeah, this is one, like, I mean, I don't care how cold it is. It could be negative 32. And, uh, like, line drive doubles in the gap are still line drive doubles in the gap. I don't care how cold it is. Um, you know, I, you could make a case that maybe you don't pay up for Tatis and Machado on their own at nearly six thousand dollars. But as far as a stack, um, 
you know, you want to get guys like Grisham and Hosmer get some more lefties in there, kind of mix up the righties and lefties. It's, it's the obvious top stack um, if this game plays. And I mean, I do really like the Red Sox and I really like the Astros, but I would certainly expect the Padres to score the most runs. Yeah. Like the weather obviously being cold concerns me, but it's just, they're in such a great spot. It doesn't matter. Like 15 hit game incoming. Um, on the Rocky side, it's going to be a bullpen type of game for the Padres. If this game plays, I think the Rockies are definitely playable, but I don't know if I'd five-man stack them. I think I'd use them more as like one-offs or even like three-man stacks. Yeah, I don't uh, – San Diego's not a team I like it being a bullpen game. Like sometimes certain teams, you say, oh, this is going to be a bullpen game. That's a great thing. I mean, you, you know you're going to see some bad arms. You, the Padres can still throw a lot of really good pitchers. Um, so I don't even necessarily care that it's a bullpen game. Um, they do have a ton of guys hurt, but it's still mostly good pitchers back there. Uh, they'll mix in righties and lefties. So yeah, I don't, I don't really love it. All right, moving on. We got Miami at Arizona, the total in this game, it's going to be Detweiler opening and Jordan Holloway coming in and probably throwing like 60 or 70 pitches. Um, and then Luke Weaver for Arizona. Do you have any interest in like this Miami opener situation? Um, honestly, yeah, I really do. Uh, $4,000. Um, when you start talking about, you know, Kyle Gibson is 8,600. Luke Weaver's 9,000. Even Garcia, who I kind of like at 8,400. I'm the guy who's straight up minimum salary in Holloway, who might actually be a decent pitcher. Um, three or four innings is fine. Um, I do have interest because you can, like, this is the way you stack up the Padres or like the high end bats of Boston or San Diego. Um, like really, even if we just see what he did the last time he came in, he threw three innings, got three strikeouts, no runs. Like I'm, I'm fine with that for $4,000. And I think there's a little more in there than that. I mean, that was a 14 point game on DK. I don't even need 14. I'd take it, but I mean, give me 10. Um, I, I'm, I'd find it weird how much I like it, but I like it a lot. <laughs> I mean, anything can happen from a 4k pitcher. Um, yeah, uh, like the the stacks and the teams that you can build with a 4K pitcher on this slate, you're just hoping that he doesn't get rocked. He throws like 70 clean pitches and give him like 12 or 15 points. Um, and you would crush if your bats do what they're supposed to do. So, yeah. Uh, let's talk Luke Weaver on the other side of this game. You know, a guy that, you know, came up and he was super talented. And we we're like, all right, this guy might be the real deal. And, Ever since then, he's really struggled. You know, you look at his numbers since the start of last season, 5x FIP, decent strikeout stuff, but 43% fly balls on 48% hard contact with a 10.6% swing and strike rate. I don't know, Dave. Um, I even worry about, like, I think he's going to be popular because he's facing the Marlins. And if that happens, like, I'm more likely to stack the Marlins against him than play him. Yeah, I'm with you. And and I really want to like Weaver. Um it's very similar. So on Sunday, uh, Mike Miner pitched. And I see it as a very similar thing. One's, one's a lefty, one's a righty. They're both like – the strikeouts are pretty okay. The walks aren't that bad. They've been good in the past. 
they're kind of supposed to be good, but it's just guys throwing strikes, giving up hard hit fly balls, and it's just not working. Um, and as much as I think it should be working, it's just not. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't want to play a chalky Weaver with the way he's pitching. Um, like I like I feel like it should be better, and I feel like it's gonna be. But even better would be, you know, a four and a half ERA at this point. I, so I guess no, I, I'll, I'll play Holloway at less than half the price. I mean, like this is a guy that just gave up six runs to this team you know, five days ago. He's struggling. Like you look into his numbers and like every underlining number says that like the struggles are real. Um, there's not like he's not getting like unlucky and stuff like. He's really he's pitching bad. Flat out getting hit super hard. Yeah, like he's just not missing bats. And um, I mean, the, the Sierra and XFIP are a little lower, but when you're looking at almost a five XFIP in Sierra on the season, like you're struggling. Um, so let's talk Marlins bats. Um, I don't know, Dave. I kind of like them as like a cheap secondary stack, especially if Weaver is somebody that gets a lot of ownership here. I agree. To me, they're they're right there with with Baltimore as the the cheap team that kind of has has plenty of decent hitters. Like they're not thrilling, but like Duvall, Dickerson, Aguiar, Cooper, Anderson, all, like it's really not a terrible lineup. Um, I, I like all of those guys fine. Um, you know, Ison Diaz. I, I agree. I think this is an interesting stack. Not just because of the prices, but that certainly helps. Yeah, just I don't know. I think it's, I think it's something that you know when you're looking at Duvall and some of these guys, like the prices are nice. They'll they'll kind of mesh with other stacks well. And if Weaver's chalk, like sign me up. That's a great way to pivot off of him. So. Uh, I did just notice that Jesus Aguiar is forty nine hundred dollars. Yeah, you're probably not playing. That's a little. That's a little fair. No. <laughs> hey, you're going to get him at low ownership, though. Um, <laughs> like, all right, so Detweiler's a lefty. Um, and then Holloway, I'm pretty sure, is a righty. Um, yeah. Um, so what's standing out to you, if anything, here for the Arizona Bats? Um, yeah. I don't really care for it that much. Um, this is one of those situations where a Detweiler Holloway combo is pretty well set up by Miami. Like you've got this ground ball lefty who's really not terrible in Detweiler. Like he's been around a long time, just kind of doing his thing and his thing is boring, but I mean, it kind of works. Um, and then I think Holloway's decent. Um, sure. They're on the list because the list isn't that long. Um, and I would partly because of the, the setup of the lefty righty, and then probably there'll be two other pitchers in the game. I prefer the switch hitters, which is nice that they have Escobar and Cabrera. So at least if you're going there, you know, you'll, you'll have a platoon advantage with a couple of guys. Um, but it's basically just a MME kind of stack for me. Yeah. Like overall, I think that, the guys you'd want to play are probably Peralta and Kelly and Escobar, and they're so expensive that you're like you're really committing to an Arizona stack if you're stacking them. 
um, because of the price. So not my favorite play on this slate. If you're playing a lot of teams, I completely understand why you would do it. Like you said, it's not hard if you're playing 150 teams to get a stack of at least every team on the slate. We finish it out with Texas at San Francisco, seven total. San Francisco is a 145 favorite. We got Gibson and Wood. Um, talk to me about Kyle Gibson. Um, uh, just another one of those guys that, like, yeah, he's kind of okay. Um, he's He keeps getting quality starts. He's thrown eight innings a couple of times this year already. He's, his ERA is 240. Um it's it's hard to argue with what he's doing you know he he's over 50 percent ground balls he's not really getting hit hard the walks are relatively under control for him um yeah he's been he's been lucky but he's been good too um i just i don't like him i don't think he's quite as good as molly or wood and i don't think he has quite the strikeout stuff of garcia and i just think san francisco is an annoyingly good team. So he's kind of my least favorite of that bunch, but I, I, I would play him way before Weaver. Um, and he'll certainly be in my mix, but he's not a, a top option. Even though I can't, I can't give you any real reason why I don't like, like he's, he's pitching well. Um, but he's like, you know, third or fourth on my list. Um, yeah. Like, I think San Francisco is very underrated. I've said this all season. People have been listening to podcasts. They know that I think this offense and team, just the team in general, is a very underrated team that people are not giving a lot of credit to. And I think you need to. Um, they're they're really good. Like uh, like they're leading the NL West over the Padres and the Dodgers. That's how good the Giants are playing to start the season. Will it happen all year? We have no idea. But. Um, if Kyle Gibson is going to be popular, I'm probably going to pass just because I respect the Giants lineup and I don't need to play a chalky Kyle Gibson when I can play a chalky Alex Wood on the other side of this game. Um, let's talk Alex Wood here. Texas, obviously one of the worst lineups in baseball um, against left-handed pitching. And, you know, this is just a spot that even with Davis back in the lineup and adding another righty, I, I just I'm playing Alex Wood here. Yeah, uh, before I talk about Alex, well, just since you were talking about the Giants, I'm so with you. And I don't think people realize. I mean, like this team is tied for the highest ISO in the league this year with anyone, um, just against all pitchers. I mean, this team is good, and I'm I'm in fully in support of the morning grind and your host Stevie TPFL. On, Listen on to Giants. Dave Potts um, jumping on the Giants bandwagon. Let's go! All right, so uh, yeah, so Alex Wood. Um, He's been absolutely awesome outside of, I mean, this the start in Coors Field, he didn't get the strikeouts, but he still like survived it. Um, he looked, everything about what he's doing as far as like velocity and pitch mix, he looks like the same guy that he was three years ago before he got hurt when he was really underappreciated. I mean, he was basically a real life ace with sort of occasional DFS upside. Um, like he doesn't have Molly's strikeouts but he's, he's a little more trustable as far as what he does with batted balls, keeping the ball on the ground. The control is really good. And, I mean, lefties against Texas is, is just a really nice spot. Um, so, yeah, like what you said right off the top when we started talking about Molly, I mean, anywhere possible, I think you just play Wood and Molly together to start there. 
I think there's going to be some cheap bats to open up, and it's not going to be as hard um, to do it. Uh, is there any of these Texas bats that you want to play against him? Um, a little bit. I, like Texas is another one of those teams that, like overall as a team, like they're kind of terrible, but they have a bunch of guys with power. Um, there will never be any day ever against any pitcher anywhere that I, I don't think Gallo's a tournament play. Like the guy, like it doesn't matter who he's facing at all, ever. He hits home runs. Um, but certainly you really don't want to target a lefty against Wood. So he's sort of just a leftover. Uh, basically, Adolis Garcia and Solak. Um, I guess I guess we need to start talking about Chris Davis with a K is back, but I'm not really there yet. Um, maybe I'll play Adolis Garcia. Like I think he's pretty legit, but that's about it. Yeah, Garcia's 3.2K. Chris Davis, if you want to go down that route, down that road, he's 2.7K. So, like, if you're chasing a cheap home run. Um, the Giants side of things here, man, I really don't mind the Giants. Like, if if we're going to have – I don't even know what to expect ownership-wise on Kyle Gibson, but, you know, you talked about their ISO. You just look at Kyle Gibson, and, yeah, he's somebody that generates ground balls, and that's always super concerning – but he's also somebody that gives up a lot of hard contact. And we know that like Yaz, um, Longoria, Belts, Posey, like all these guys can hit the ball up in the air. Um, so I don't mind the Giants. And outside of Yaz and Posey, like the rest of the stack is pretty cheap. And just other random aside, how weird is this Buster Posey? season i love to see it you know great i hated on him for years but he deserved the hate and he's just bounced back and he looks great yeah it's it's really true i love it when when old people uh you know come on it just makes me feel better about myself like there's still time for me to get something done here Um, one of my one of the qualifiers for like when i qualified for the playboy mansion was on a buster posey i think two or three home run night so um, i have a buster Posey bobblehead up on my shelf up there oh, from fantastic. from that qualifier. So there you yeah. go. So yeah, I mean, I'm totally with you on like Belt would be my go-to guy because of his fly balls. Like if you can get a guy that hits 50% fly balls against someone like Gibson, like that's kind of what I want first. But a lot of these guys can hit fly balls. I would go Belt and then Yaz. Um, but I, I will definitely stack uh, the Giants. They're probably um the course field game, obviously, but other than the Red Sox and the Astros, I don't know, this might be my favorite. Probably probably is my favorite offense. Yeah, and, like, they're going to be much lower owned. It's the late game. We we might not have the Giants lineup before the 630 start, and, like, that will obviously, you know, bump down ownership because people want to set it and forget it. Um, so, yeah, I think the Giants are – they're up there for me. Like I, I still like the Red Sox. I like the Red Sox game, just the Baltimore and the Red Sox game, just in general. But um, the Giants are definitely up there. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then uh, we'll do our super draft play of the day, and then we'll get out of here. Super draft play of the day is very, very easy. I'm just gonna go ahead and do it, Dave. Um, it's okay. Alex Wood. He's a two x multiplier. So Alex Wood is the max multi multiplier um, over there. Their slate starts at seven o'clock. So Tyler Molly is not on the slate, so you are going to have to look for a, a second pitcher. But you're playing you're playing Alex Wood at two x multiplier, the highest multiplier possible over there on Superdraft. So um, there's your Superdraft play of the day. 
really, really like him. And, um, you know, we just talked about Posey. He's 1.45 and Belt is 1.45. Be playing those guys over there as well. Um, all right, super or that's it for the super draft play today. Let's get into the morning grind game. Um, give me your guy under 8k to get six or more strikeouts on this slate. Under 8k, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, six or more strikeouts. Um, well, I wish I was getting a couple more innings there. Uh, uh, no, I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna say Holloway in three innings gets six strikeouts. All right. Um, he would definitely pay off 4K if that happened. My hot take is none of these guys get over six strikeouts. Oh, I didn't um, know that was an option. Definitely no, it's none. not, but I'm, <laughs> I'm the host. I can do whatever I want. Um, I, if I had to pick somebody, I'd probably go like Keller or Perez. Um, yeah, I was going to say Keller. I could see Keller getting there. Yeah. There's a reason that we keep saying Molly and Wood just kind of pay up for those guys. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust um, out of these pitchers today? Oh, I can pick a couple. I, I'll leave you. I won't say all of them. I'll leave you one. I'll take uh, Luke Weaver. All right. I'll go Kyle Gibson. We just got yeah, them talking are, about the Giants. Those are them. And I hope they get ownership. Like that makes the slate so much more interesting if those two guys get ownership because of who they're facing. And people don't respect the Giants, so they still want to play pitchers against them. And it's just not a good idea. Um, over 4K to hit a home run that's not in cores. Who do you got? Um, I go with Devers. Oh, you took my guy. Um, he like he started the season super cold, but he is definitely um bounced back. So I like that call. That's who I was going with. Um, so now I'm kind of scrambling really quick to figure out another one. Uh, give me Brandon Belt, 4300 yeah. against Gibson. Um just riding the Giants train. So belt quietly with seven home runs on the season under 4k to get two hits. Who's a cheap bat that you're looking at today. Two hits. You say, um, see if you take my guy again, there's actually a lot. It's it, that's what it I said. Gonna, I, there was a lot of guys to choose for a home run too, but you took my guy. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take Moustakas. All right. You didn't take my guy. Um, I'm going to go Austin Hayes. I really like the spot for Austin Hayes. And, um, He's he's swinging the bat really well right now, so that's always a plus. Uh, stack to score six or more runs. Who do you got? Um, most of them. Um, I will take Houston. All right, I think Boston's the obvious choice, but I'm not going to take them. I'm gonna take the Giants. Um, is there any over under spread? Uh, any bets that are standing out to you? If you have them pulled up, I'm delaying for you because I see you. Um... Uh, yeah, let me give me a sign. I actually had not looked. Um, well, there's only are. three out right now. Okay. Cincinnati at Pittsburgh's at eight, and Cincinnati's a 139 favorite. Boston and Baltimore is nine and a half. That's probably my favorite um, one. I'd probably take the over in that game. I mean, I would easily take the, the Reds. I think they should be a bigger favorite than that Reds money line. All right, they'll probably it'll probably move too. So if you guys hear this, jump on it. Um, and like I said, I like the over in the Boston Baltimore game. I think there's going to be a lot of runs scored in that game. Don't like typically taking an over under at nine and a half, but I think that game definitely warrants it. So, cheese, it's always great, man. Always great to have you on the podcast. Uh, make sure you guys are checking out his premium work here every single day. <laughs> it seems like every single day. What is it? Four or five days a week? Yeah, usually usually five days a week. All right. Make sure you guys are checking that out. 
That's going to wrap it up here for Monday. We'll be back tomorrow talking baseball. Good luck, everyone. We'll see you then.